<laughs> you better behave. He has a bunch of snacks over there, man. He does. He's ready. Sorry, right, we're good. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are Nick Cantrell, Roger May, Johnny Morales. Producer, as always, is man. I, did you? Why do you change it now? It's so weird. Just okay, because I can. <laughs> Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we are a review slash spoilery podcast, so we might spoil something. We will try to give you fair warning, but no promises. We typically review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an independent book. We review a graphic novel, which apparently all of us failed to read, except for our guest. I got it. I got you, I got you guys. <laughs> the back, uh, we will let you know what's going on uh, with some news here in just a second. We'll answer some questions, and we have some trivia for some people to win. And we have a special trivia guest. Question guest. Question guest. Yeah. Question. Tonight, it's pronounced just, question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here uh, to help out with a uh, question that was asked last week and also guys just as a reminder if you get on what the patreon has oh, yeah. little as a dollar yep. you, you get advanced access to the episode get them early you can get them early instead of waiting till monday you get them what the night of you get them friday night friday and night so the night we record it monday morning yeah and, and soon you're gonna get for all patreon guys you are gonna get the multiversity university episodes that you were promised weeks ago they'll be up this weekend Miss that. <laughs> They'll be up this weekend. I think people will understand that you've been busy with free comic book day prep. Is that tomorrow? That is tomorrow. Is, oh. Well, at the time we're filming. Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> yeah. So. Dun dun dun. Uh, so without further ado, Johnny, tell us what's going on in the world of news. <laughs> All DC news this week. Uh, Heck yeah. Most of it's not good. <laughs> Oh, not uh, but not good to you is subjective to everybody else. Okay, well, the first one is uh, actually good. Uh, DC announces Action Comics 1000 Deluxe Hardcover release. Ooh, for saw that coming. Yeah, for $20, uh, you get um, basically Action Comics 1000. $20? You get, yeah, you get... Uh, I'll buy five. Wasn't it $8? Yes. You so get reprints hardcover. of Action Comics number one and two. And you get some variant uh, variants, uh, variant covers in the back, uh, along with uh, some sketches. Um, I'm still waiting on all my other variant covers. So yeah, that comes out September 26th for twenty dollars. Roger, sign me up. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) that's a great. Uh, He heard his name. (laughs) Why? Why they didn't do this right off the bat for release? Yeah, they came out the special hard cover before. Yeah. Uh, Next, they probably just they probably got. A lot of what the heck, guys? DC d- has a bad publishing on trades and hardcovers right now. They're bad. Yeah, They're not bad. Yeah, dude, they're not bad. Dude. Bad. They've improved a lot, dude. Where's my the button? Just because you're spoiled <laughs> with freaking image <laughs> cranking out like well, trades like nobody's too. business. DC out of the big three. Is the word. So uh, we have here Bendis's Man of Steel number one through four will be fully returnable uh, for retailers, but only uh, one through four will be returnable only if you match or exceed the orders uh, for Batman Lost number one, uh, which was, uh, yeah. So you have to order, uh, if you want to get 50% back uh, by returning them, um, you have to order as many copies as you did Johnny, batman lost number let's one let's get news that's pertinent to listeners uh this is actually well it's it's kind of important um also let's see man of steel five and six uh, you have to get as much as devastator number one um what yeah 
news pertinent to okay, that's actual weird. people, not right? retailers. It's, it, I, it doesn't really this make is sense. Retailer, that, this is retailer uh, news. Right. Um, you know, it's industry news. It's fine. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this the, is just, all this is telling me is that he was desperate to find something <laughs> to talk about. Um, no, I found quite a bit. Um, anyway. Keep it going. Can I continue? Yeah. Yeah, okay. as so, long as it's pertinent. All right, so <laughs> DC delays Doomsday Clock number five and number six. Um, so number five was uh, delayed to June 20th, but they recently backed that up, and they uh, only delayed it by one week. But they also uh, delayed number six to August 29th. Carrie Frank is going to die. Um, <laughs> so, They're working that poor man so hard. <laughs> He's been so, pumping him out. Too. Yeah. Ugh. So you guys, um, so you'll have to wait what three months between five and six. That series isn't gonna finish till next summer. By the yeah. end of 2019, <laughs> <laughs> I will give it to DC. How many times did Marvel not finish a series within the same calendar hey, year? Uh, How Marvel many times? Too. I'm How many times? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, maybe for, for Doomsday Clock, it's freaking worth it. Oh, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying mm. like, that's gonna be, um, <laughs> gonna be a while. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> Uh, That's because you don't like anything, Johnny. Keep going. No, I do. Um, <laughs> just not bad books like Doomsday Clock. Oh, okay. Anyway, wow. so yeah. DC is no longer offering. All right, SJW, keep it rolling. Uh, that's not a, yeah, that's not a bad thing. DC no longer offering <laughs> digital you. codes on all monthly titles. So after the they um, they bumped up the price from two ninety nine to three ninety nine, they were going to include the digital codes in the comics. Now they're backtracking that. Um, so they're not. So they're the titles are going to stay the same price. Of course they are. But wait, the monthly books, right? Yeah, but the digital, the free digital comic is going away. That sucks. Yeah. Um, How many digital comics did you use? Well, when uh, I read Marvel, I, I, I used all. Of them. When you read Marvel, I would all do of all of them when I yeah. got them. Yeah. Every yeah, time. all of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the news. Uh, not great, but you know, hopefully things will get better. Um, but yeah, that's the news. Hopefully okay. things will well, get I better mean, for DC. Hopefully you'll find outlook. pertinent things that matter, Johnny. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, Doomsday <laughs> Clock being delayed that matters. That does. Yeah, yeah digital didn't. mattered. That mattered. Digital, eh, yeah, whatever. digital really important. matters. I mean, a lot um, of people read digital. Because yeah, that that was. I their, expect you to do hard hitting news. No, that Johnny. was their excuse for Not bumping up the price. Is like you get a digital code, but now you don't. You know, it's like what they did, what Marvel did a couple of years ago, and then we. You know, trash that trash talk them that because last like year. yeah, last year we're still trash talking them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if the majority of books were worth reading, hey, there's a lot of good. Books yeah, there's a lot of good books. Actually. There's more. Hey, I'm I wouldn't six say months there's behind. a lot. There's yeah, a lot actually. Still, yeah. Actually. So, all right, what questions do we have? So we have one from. Well, before we get into the questions, let's say we have a special guest tonight, oh, Larry right. Douglas, who is going to address a question that uh, was asked Sorry. last week. Regarding, I believe, the Phantom Zone. <laughs> right. Yes, last week, and I, this I'm going to special for you guys. By I, the way. I'm, Sorry, I'm going. Larry. I'm going to apologize because I don't remember who asked this question. I'll, but, I'll look it up while you're. Okay, thank you. Uh, somebody did send in a question wondering about the Phantom Zone. If there had ever been a story about the Phantom Zone, uh, discussing how it was created, who created it, or anything like that. I got it. Okay, and so who was that? It was Sean Levesque, and he asked, has DC ever written a story based in or about the Phantom Zone? Is it just a prison? If so, who built it and when? 
Okay. Um, and so tonight I would like to welcome you to a very special episode of Multiversity University. <laughs> it's an episode which, within an episode, That's guys. right. And uh, after hearing the question, actually I came into the shop the next day and Blaine had mentioned the, the question to me. And so he and I discussed it a little bit. Um, and uh, then I went ahead and contacted Roger and, and said, well, would you like me to come on and answer this question? And, uh, and Roger was willing to have me do that because, see, Roger and Teresa, they care about their customers. They care about their listeners. Truth. They care about their Truth. listeners Preach. so much that, Preach. Sean, Amen. not only are we going to answer your question, but we're going to discuss questions about the Phantom Zone that probably a lot of you never even thought to ask. And by the time this episode is over, you still won't give a crap about. But that just shows how much Roger and Teresa care. I and care. the other thing is... On the whole subject of Roger and Teresa carrying it and Horizon Comics as the best comic shop within 3,000 miles of a coastline anywhere in the world. <laughs> if you Yikes. are not. Yes! Yes. If you are not patronizing this shop, you really have to ask yourself. Where did my life go wrong? Yeah. Okay, what? What? There's some serious salt what going wrong, on. I love this. What wrong turn did I take that has brought me to to this point in my life? So you're borderline um, making Johnny uncomfortable. Keep going. Yeah, oh, I, I would love to. And uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to scratch that little guilt itch. Uh, so um, I may not be a Jewish mother, but I play one on TV. Uh, so you uh, feeling guilty? All the Catholics out there, you guys are ridden with guilt. That's you know what it's all about so uh, you know please let that guilt drive you into this shop <laughs> so <laughs> the phantom zone now um sean we will get to your question but we're going to do a, a few other things before that um, <laughs> being a a child of the silver age i remember the phantom zone very well because uh, the phantom zone actually made its first appearance in adventure comics number 283 in april of 1961 that was a little bit before i started reading comics but um but not too long before and during the the silver age especially in the 60s the uh the phantom zone made uh, a lot of appearances um interestingly enough it actually originally appeared in a superboy story uh for those of you old enough to remember, and I may be the only one, um, just like Superman appeared in Action and Superman, Batman appeared in Batman and Detective, Superboy appeared in Superboy and Adventure. And so the, the first appearance was in a Superboy story, and most of the early appearances of the Phantom Zone were actually in Superboy stories. It only kind of migrated to Superman later. Um, now... The interesting thing about the uh, about the Phantom Zone is that it seems like it actually originally came not from a comic book, and f that it actually originally appeared in a movie serial from 1950 called Adam Man vs. Superman. And in one of the episodes of that serial, Lex Luthor traps Superman in an alternate dimension called the Empty Doom. And the Empty Doom is very much like the Phantom Zone. In That's the about. Empty Doom, Superman was immaterial. Um, he could see what was going on in the outside universe, but could not interact with it. Um, and so other than the fact that there, were no, there was nobody else in there, it was very much like the, uh, the Phantom Zone that would come along in 1961. Now, some people think that, well, you know, there was 11 years between the appearance in that serial and the appearance in the comic books, so maybe it's not 
really the same thing. Maybe that's not how the writers got their inspiration. But in the comic books, actually, there was an appearance of a Phantom Zone-like dimension a few years later in 1954 in Wonder Woman number 70, where a villain in the Wonder Woman comics traps Wonder Woman in an alternate dimension that, again, just like in the movie serial and the Phantom Zone, where Wonder Woman is immaterial, she can see what's going on in the outside universe but cannot interact with it or influence anything that's going on there. Uh, So the Phantom Zone had some early inspiration, and it's not too much of a stretch, especially given the fact that, as we discussed in last week's Multiversity University, Kryptonite originally appeared in the Superman radio serial and only and it was nine years before it actually made its first appearance in a comic book so um, in any case in 1961 when the Phantom Zone was first established in the comic books uh, most of what we know about the Phantom Zone was established in that first story that it was discovered by Jor-El that on Krepton they used it as a way to imprison uh, people who had committed very serious or even heinous crimes. Uh, It was felt that it was more humane to do that than to do something like execute them. And, uh, And so, and the thing about the people in the Phantom Zone is that they were phantoms, essentially. They were immaterial. They could see everything going on in the outside universe. Um, which is kind of creepy when you think about it. I never really thought about it when I was reading it as a kid. (laughs) But yes, they could watch you every, doing everything you did, everywhere you went, didn't matter. They could see what was going on. Don't go into my room. Yes. And, uh, um, but they could not interact with or influence anything. And of course, these were criminals who end up surviving the destruction of Krypton because they were in the Phantom Zone and therefore weren't subject to that. Um, And that was pretty much how the Phantom Zone was portrayed from 1961 all the way up through 1981. Um, And then since then, uh, as often happens with uh, comic book characters and concepts that have been around for a long time and get written by different people. Um, At that point, DC started messing with it a little bit. And to answer your question, Sean, uh, there was actually a... um, a Phantom Zone miniseries that appeared in 1982 uh, was written by Steve Gerber, and in Shout that out one, Steve Gerber, <laughs> yeah, yes. I missed that guy. Um, and in that one, uh, Steve really changed the Phantom Zone and how it was perceived. I guess you could say uh, the Phantom Zone in that one was actually declared to be not an alternate dimension; it was actually a sentient universe. Hmm. Um, so it was a, a parallel universe, essentially. So just like in Green in the Green Lantern Corps, you have the sentient planet Mogo. Well, this was actually a sentient universe called Ether, and the Phantom Zone was actually the most uh, outer level of Ether's consciousness. It was essentially a level of Ether's consciousness where Ether would imagine other states of existence that Ether could possibly uh, take on. And there was actually a way to get out of the Phantom Zone in this conception of it, but what you had to do is you had to go deeper into Ether's consciousness and get into more the core realm of Ether's consciousness to get out, which was very dangerous. You were most likely to die doing that. Um, Superman, of course, uh, was trapped in the Phantom Zone in this story and was actually able to get out, although the person who was helping him to escape was killed. Um, Another interesting thing about that story was that uh, the person who had discovered 
discovered that the Phantom Zone was actually part of a sentient universe was a a person from Krepton who had escaped Krepton's destruction by getting into the Phantom Zone through magical means, uh, which is a little bit different because uh, we don't really see magic associated with Krepton very much. Usually it's considered a very advanced scientific society. So um, so that was a very different way of looking at the Phantom Zone. Um, and that's the closest we've ever actually come to any sort of origin of the Phantom Zone or anything like that, that it was this, uh, this sentient universe. Um, I have a feeling that that is no longer canon uh, because we haven't heard anything about that since 1982. Uh, so, um, uh, so we can probably ignore that as far as any current continuity is concerned. But that is the one Phantom Zone miniseries that there has been. Now, since then, like I said, different writers have messed around with the Phantom Zone. Um, the only things that have really stayed consistent are the fact that Jor-El discovered it and that uh, Kryptonian criminals were housed there. Um, but everything else has been messed with. For example, the idea of whether the, the people who are in the Phantom Zone can actually see what's going on in the outside universe in the DC universe um, in the original conception of the Phantom Zone they could in more recent years that really hasn't been addressed in fact I think it's implied that they really don't know what's going on outside and can't yeah. see that uh, another thing that's changed is whether or not the the people who are in the Phantom Zone are actually immaterial. In fact, originally that was a big thing. They were phantoms. But in more recent conceptions of the Phantom Zone, they haven't necessarily been phantoms. It's been like an alternate universe they couldn't get out of, but they did have some sort of a physical form. Um, I don't think that uh, in either the New 52 or in the current Rebirth, DC has really addressed the Phantom Zone uh, enough. I mean, it's appeared and there have been uh, people like Zod, for example, who have escaped from the Phantom Zone, but I don't think it's really made clear exactly what the Phantom Zone is um, in the current continuity. Um, now, one of the things Blaine and I were talking about is that Blaine thought there was a story at one time in which the Phantom Zone had like native inhabitants, and there actually was. Uh, back in 1983, Supergirl number I love 16. This. I freaking love all this. Supergirl number 16 that year had a story in which the Phantom Zone was called the Phantom Zone because there it did have these immaterial inhabitants who were natives to the Phantom Zone who were called Phantoms. And they were, quite frankly, pissed off because the Kryptonians were sending their criminals in there and they didn't <laughs> like it. And so the Phantom Zone's... Uh, Phantoms, the native inhabitants, actually became enemies of Superman and Supergirl, trying to take revenge on them for the fact that Jor-El had been sending all these criminals there. Again, not much has been uh, made about that since then, so I think we can safely assume that that is no longer canon as well. But at least that did appear uh, at at one time. So the Phantom Zone, maybe it's a little bit unclear exactly uh, what it is now, but the one thing that has stayed consistent is that the Kryptonians used it after Jor-El's discovery to house their criminals rather than to actually execute them. And that's the, the two things that have stayed consistent about it that whole this whole time. So, Sean, I hope that answers your question. And for anybody else who has any interest in the Phantom Zone and uh, DC continuity or sometimes lack of it, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. And... Uh, 
hope uh, to be able to talk to you again uh, in the future on Multiversity University. The main where, where thing the takeaway <laughs> that I get out of this is that I found a band name called The Empty Doom that I'm going <laughs> to... See, that's metal. Yeah. But exactly. the main thing that I got out of that is that LSD was a big part of Steve Gerber's writing <laughs> process. <laughs> where, uh, where can they ask you questions, Larry? <coughs> If you would like to ask me questions, and by the way, I really love it when you send me questions because one of the things that allows me to do is sometimes do research on things that um, that I don't know as much about as I would like to. Uh, and this was actually one of those. Um, although I knew a lot about the Phantom Zone having grown up with it, uh, I wasn't actually aware of its origins in that 1950 movie serial. So that was really interesting for me to be able to do. Uh, so you can send me questions at Larry at AllStarComicsPodcast.com. And uh, again, Again, some of the uh, my favorite episodes that we've done have come from listener questions, so please feel free to send those in. I, I love to do the research on that stuff. Uh, it's really a lot of fun for me, and it's really a lot of fun to be able to discuss things that most of the world doesn't care about with <laughs> people who are um, obviously in the upper echelons of our society in terms of intellect uh, because you're interested <laughs> in things like the Phantom Zone. Right. Uh, we did get one question just now for you, Larry. Uh, Blake wants to know if you will adopt him. Uh <laughs> He's over there. Well, Blake, uh, tell you what, uh, if you would like to follow me home, you can discuss that with my wife. Uh, she, of course, as in any good marriage, makes all the decisions that are of any importance. Smart man. <laughs> uh, so there you go. But yeah, but um, I mean, you guys can donate at the $3 level and you can binge Multiversity University and you get most of them early. So. Unless me and Roger don't know who's going right. <laughs> And we will be recording some new episodes next week. Yeah. So uh, this would be a good time to jump in. Mm, You're going to get a big batch. Sweet. Mm, yeah. Need to jump right in on that. For those who have not been keeping up, we have gone past the Golden Age. We are now into the Atomic Age. Yeah, we are. I really need to, like... One of these days, I'm just going to transcript break. this because yeah. it's, it's some good stuff. Thank you, Larry, for coming in and, and answering a question that... <laughs> Didn't seem to have a lot behind it, but had a ton behind we it. We were totally un unprepared for it. That's the thing. Well, <laughs> That's the thing. I feel ashamed that I did not know as much about that as I should have, but I just got schooled, so I'm yeah. okay with it. I think it was a little before your time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was born in 83, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a copy of Supergirl 16 in your hand. I yeah. wish! That would have been awesome. <laughs> Set the tone early you know, on. I'm doing... That's that's a great idea. When I have a kid, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to buy it, come to Horizon, I'm going to get a comic. Baby's Whatever first comic. Yeah, baby's first comic. There it is. Let it age with them. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so what other questions do we have? Uh, do you want me to go? Yep. I have uh, from James, uh, sorry, from Bryce Smith. Um, <laughs> James is not spelled like Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm going to start with Bryce's like question. Okay. Superman so it says, so. <laughs> yeah. I have some questions for y'all. When it comes to when it comes to an ongoing series release schedule, what do you prefer? Weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, etc. Every three weeks. Weekly, <laughs> weekly too overwhelming, monthly too slow to hold your interest, ya interest. And what past free comics have you picked up? Okay, well, let's do one question at a time. So uh, Weekly, I'm not a big fan of. No, not at bi -weekly, all. Bi-weekly, I can do yeah. as long as the story's been really good, like it was with Superman being bi-weekly. Uh, monthly is kind of the standard. That's what I get used to. Yeah. Uh, most image books you know, are, are on the dot, and I, I like that. But I can do bi-weekly as long as like the story's good. 
So. I think for me it depends because if it's something like uh, like the Bongo stuff, like The Simpsons or Futurama, uh-huh. like those yeah. those ones are just great. I would pick those up weekly. But if it depends on the story, I mean, I I'll wait around for a good story. I mm-hmm. yeah yeah same. I prefer monthly because that means like the art stays more consistent than not. Yeah, and that's a big thing for well, me. Spider Man's been killing it, coming out biweekly. Right. Yeah. Or three three weeks. And that's the same artist, so something like that. Like that's been a great. Yeah, story, that, that that's like a good that's example. a good yeah good example. But yeah. Uh, the other movie. question that Bryce had, what p- past free comics have you picked up on Free Comic Book Day that really stood out as a better than expected comic? One that came to my mind was an aftershock book titled. Dreaming Eagles by uh, Garth Ennis about the Tuskegee Airmen of World War II. I got the rest of the series due Tuskegee. to Tuskegee. Free- okay, Tuskegee <laughs> Airmen. Uh, I got the rest of the series due to the free comic I picked up. Uh, Scotty Young's was it last year that he did the <laughs> yeah, yeah where yeah where uh, Gertie oh, kills I, the yeah, image universe. That's a great one. That was that was. That hands, was probably the hands highlight. down the one that I've the best one I've seen in a long. You know what like, that really stood out, even though it didn't deliver that Marvel free comic book day one. That yeah, one was Thanos. The no, one. no, no, no. That one was with uh, Steve Rogers raising up uh, Mjolnir. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, crazy yeah. good. I wish Secret Empire was as good as that uh, free comic book day issue because yeah. it was ridiculously good. Um, the series wasn't. Roger, <laughs> yeah. you don't remember any. I see so many of them. I use he, yeah. stack, he stacks them up. He doesn't read them. Uh, another one. Uh, <laughs> I got one. The, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, I was say, there was that uh, one last year based off that Nickelodeon show, like Ooh, yes. House Five or something. Like, yeah, like, yeah, some yeah. Big House Five, something like that. It's a Nick, it's a kids show, yeah. but the comic was hilarious. It was like, really. I good. was laughing out loud so hard. Like, yeah, that was a great one to pick. Um, Bryce signs off the email by saying, "Well, I guess I should see why the hell this NC State trooper has been knocking on my truck." window since the opening of this email <laughs> i'll mention the podcast to him you'll have a great fcb day <laughs> thank you thank you bryce thank you right then moving on to uh james mason what would your dream 100th episode celebration podcast entail or one th- or 1000 depending on who is doing 1000 your- wow we're putting the <laughs> cart before the horse james i appreciate like the compliment but depending on who is doing your numbering that's what hey, that's what he said five more years man uh would oh, you have any geez. would you have any artists or writer get involved commission giveaways etc i would love to be a fly on the wall i uh, would have yeah. jeff johns as, I, I do want to make a comment a on the on the. I know this is not my part, but that's okay. Go ahead. I want to make a comment on the one thousand. If you use the Marvel Legacy <laughs> system, I knew it. I knew it. You could come up with the one thousandth episode sometime in December. I would we say we can we can get that out next week. <laughs> oh my well, god! Well, <laughs> we just added another zero to next week's episode too. Yeah, know? that's pretty good. It, it should be like Marvel should just change their slogan to like we're the numberings made up yeah. and the, the issues don't, don't matter. matter. Oh yeah, we'll I've just, got we'll I've got a good one out. loaded up for for the one that we're gonna review. We'll today. just list out nine hundred shops, uh, <laughs> nine hundred uh, conversations in the shop. Yeah. It just or we could just have nine hundred simultaneous conversations. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, what yeah. Was the question again. <laughs> What uh, would our dream, yeah, hundredth oh. and one thousand episode be? Uh, definitely having Jeff Johns involved. Definitely having some of my other favorite artists involved. But that would mean that you know they actually cared about us. So <laughs> right. 
I think we had a good episode 50. And I think Roger and I have talked about a good what we wanted to do for episode 100, but mm-hmm. not really reasonable. I would love to do a live yeah. version, like a legitimate live version yeah. of the podcast, like in front of like all the shop patrons. Yeah. And well, and I think with and everybody like that has been a part of, of uh, the show. Are we doing that next week? Dude. By the way, or was that what we're doing next week? Inviting no, people? you're good, man. Is our 100th next week? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a long day. Yeah, it's going to be a long day, man. <laughs> it's going to be a long Stra- day. I'm, I'm running on fumes right now. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that's carrying me through is like yeah. coffee and hope. I'll, I'll bring you yeah. some food. I want to get more questions for our next week's episode. You know, they're, they're really fun. 100 questions? Let's do it. Sure, Matt. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Apparently, we're not reviewing any books. It's just going to be answering questions. <laughs> we got this, man. Yeah, yeah. We can I, take shifts, man. We'll just rotate in, rotate out. Jeez. Well, maybe the 100th episode, we'll just be figuring out what you guys are going to do. For the <laughs> right. Episode. <laughs> episode 101. Or, yeah, we can do Or if we Marvel number yeah. 100.5. No, there you go. Uh, we can do or 99.5. Yeah, 99. <laughs> Next week, we can do a 101, and then six months from now, do an episode. 100 when we oh my god! Out, or you know? wasn't it Marvel that like put out like uh, their 75th anniversary like ahead of time just to like get it out of way at some point? Didn't they do oh, something right. like that a couple years ago? They put out some anniversary early, and you're like, how does that, that work? That sounds familiar. <laughs> sounds <laughs> was it right, Spider Man's 50th? Maybe it was something where Teresa was like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Yeah." You know, I think it was it was like to get ahead of DC or something. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't. It wasn't because like he hadn't re- been around that long. Yeah, yeah. It was we could do that. something like, like that, so we could just like Larry, celebrate. You get on there. What? Which yeah. one was it? <laughs> so next week's episode is episode two fifty. Exactly. <laughs> Numbers don't matter. <laughs> anyway, that's the questions that I had. That's it. Yeah. Thank you, um, James Mason and Bryce Smith, for the questions. Yes, James. I'm glad you have. Didn't such Blake send in a question? I'm glad you have such faith oh, in yeah. us yeah. that we're gonna make it to one thousand. Uh, I'll, I'll take questions from you. All right, Blake. What was the question again? Yes, you with the pasty skin. I don't skin. remember. I'm running on a few hours <laughs> yeah, of sleep. Who's your favorite writer of the Avengers? Who is your favorite writer of the oh. Avengers who's written the Avengers so far? I'll, uh, I'll go back to your corner. Save that book. Thank you. Brian yeah. Michael Bendis. I've only read two runs of Bendis and Hickman. Oh, my gosh. It's raining comics. Oh, no. Stop them, Blake. Blake. Stop them. I just watching them fall. <laughs> I don't know that I have a favorite writer. I've never been a big fan of actual events. I just need to address that real quick because, like, the books are literally flying off the shelves for free comic book day tomorrow. I'm so sorry it was dumb, but I couldn't help it. Yeah. I only remember, I don't know that I necessarily remember. Writers, I just remember art. Those are gonna yeah. fall yeah. again. Like I remember Rick Remender's <laughs> Uncanny Red Skull stuff. Yeah. Mark Wade's recent stuff. Like actually, I've read a few runs actually, but I think Hickman's is probably one of the best. I uh, Hickman's yeah. is probably the one I enjoyed the most. I really liked Hickman's, yeah. but like sometimes Hickman's? they got Hicks Hickman's Hicks. Yeah, but sometimes they got a little too convoluted little, for me. It was convoluted as you're reading it, but once you get to the end, you're like, oh, yeah, it reads better. Hickman's I think reads better in graphic novel Binging, format because yeah. you can just get through the whole thing. Yep. You really I mean, think so? Because you I mean, just roll you up your sleeves Avengers and, get and then through new Avengers. <laughs> yeah. New but Avengers. no, like, like no, each I mean, issue. I mean, like, I mean, you could do it that way, but mm-hmm. I read through, I think, volume one of Avengers, then I went volume one, new Avengers, and I think went volume oh, two, new Avengers. Mm. The then went volume two. There's like <laughs> some 
order that made sense when I was yeah. reading it, and then it got into Infinity, yeah. and then you know, it, and then it, Original Sin, and then I stopped when <laughs> I stopped after Secret Wars, and I didn't bother with oh, Original Sin. Sin. We did Original Sin, Jason Aaron. Jason no, Aaron did the yeah. the Original Sin arc of Avengers was Cap flying through time. Oh, oh man, it was good. So, thanks, Blake. <laughs> okay, bye, Blake. Yep, <laughs> ready to get nostalgic. Or yeah. does Blake have another one? No, I th- was that it, Blake? That's it. Yep. <laughs> okay. I have questions from Carlos. Oh! oh. Hey. What? <laughs> what? How have you been, Carlos? I saw him a couple weeks ago. He was in the shop. Yeah, did we get a double dose or just one? I got a double dose. <gasps> double dose double of lows. Yes. It's about time, Carlos. I'm I'm happy. All right, first question uh, from Carlos. Imagine you were a speedster like The Flash and you were able to travel through time and change the timeline. What part of your timeline would you change? If you wouldn't change anything of your own timeline, would you change anything in past at all, like major events? No, you don't mess with that stuff. Exactly. We've seen the outcome of that story, Carlos. Yeah. How I, dare you I would go black, like ponder <laughs> that. I would. Uh, I know, right? Uh, I would go. Nothing good comes. I would from just that. go back and reread Flashpoint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably uh, go back in time and give us. <laughs> more time to come up with an idea for episode 100. Actually, three words I can answer that question. Gray Sports Almanac. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Betting on those Little football BTTF games, huh? for you. Yeah. All right, for the double dose of Los. This one better be better. <laughs> Jeez. Carlos is having a baby boy. Oh, congrats. Oh, congratulations. He's due in July. Congrats. And so he's going to need job, some Carlos. help settling a disagreement on the name <laughs> with his wife. This, this is not going to lead to good things, Carlos. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> but it's going to yeah. make for a great Listen podcast. to Larry. Listen to okay. Larry. So uh, Carlos says, I need help settling a disagreement on the name with my wife. She wants Logan, and I want Grayson. Oh. Which name do you all like the best? Oh, well, my man, son's middle name is Logan. I Logan Lopez? Logan. The literal alliteration. He's already a comic Wait, character. no. Right? <laughs> is it Carlos Lopez? No, it's not Carlos. What's his last yeah, name? Yeah, Carlos Lopez. Yeah. Logan Lopez? Grayson Lopez. Grayson Lopez sounds better to me. Yeah, that mm. that has like a very regal. I like, no, no, it's got to be Logan Lopez. I like Double L. Lois yeah, Lane. Lana oh, Lane. Oh, For those of us who right, go way back, right. Lori Lameris. Um, I mean, the double L's. Come on. Yeah. I just, you came in so authoritative. I I bow to your yeah, will and whim, Larry. With the That's how he does it. He just drops in like whatever, <laughs> like these little big like, nuggets of wisdom. Lex Luthor, but perhaps that's best luck. Uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, this is too funny. I just realized <laughs> it's going to be a triple dose of lows. The question that I asked about the Speedster was from November 15th. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we probably answered that. We on did answer that episode. because I do remember. I was like, that seems familiar. Seems really familiar. And we said the exact same thing. We probably. didn't change anything. Did I say Great Sports Almanac? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. You know what? I'm going to go back. Highlight joke. reel. <laughs> okay. For the official double dose okay. of lows. Carlos is going to be listening to this going, what? (laughs) Okay. Which new Marvel title are you most excited for, if any, from the newest relaunch? Fantastic Four. Amen. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Some that haven't come out yet or? What's coming out? Right. A lot of stuff. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's what I'm most excited about. Nick Spencer? Yeah. I love him. Okay. I'm excited. Oh wait, I'm excited about Ryan Otley being on Spider-Man. Oh, looks yeah. good. Dude. I don't give a crap yeah. about Nick Spencer writing it though. 
I I was I don't know like I was bummed when going back to the Fantastic Four thing that I would have been more excited if it had been Zarsky yeah writing it I feel like I he, he tone wise I think that I I just feel like it's a missed opportunity like I think that Zarsky would have had a really he has a really good tone that could have fit especially have given the the two and ones that he's been one? doing yeah. yeah I've been rereading his beginning and he has a lot of Fantastic Four in the beginning of his Spider Man run yeah. Collected into he a trade, amazing spider Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like that would have been. I just have been to, to say real quick back to the baby name question, Carlos. <laughs> uh, Blake just pointed out to me via text as he's crunching on his chips over there that if you do go with Grayson, the initials of your child will be GL as in Green Lantern. So there is that. Ooh. You could call him GL. It's still oh, Logan. It, it's also Gay Lord. <laughs> so, um, Mark, Mark Wade's Doctor Strange. Why would you do that? <laughs> From Meet the Fockers. Right? Mark, yes. yes. Mark Wade's. Uh, I, I, I'm a teacher, so those are the first things that pop in my brain. <laughs> Mark Wade's Doctor Strange and Ant Man sound promising, too. Yeah. Those sound pretty good. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I mean, like, Donny Case's Venom is coming out soon. Yep. What I've been Next really week. liking is uh, Domino. That thing's just Domino, awesome. Domino, but that's already Domino's out. Really yeah, yeah, I it's know. It's not a first start book. It's a miniseries. Yeah. What? Really? Is it really? I think so. Yeah, I, I, think, could. I think you're right. Because I think that's going to just be, like, even better if it's just yeah. fine-tuned into a single yeah. story. Like five or I, six issues. I actually do want to read that series. I was really impressed with that first yeah, issue. Yeah, I really like yeah. it. Look, all right, Roger. Moving on. Is that it from all the questions? Carlos, it's been way too long. Get your butt back in here and be on the show again. He's having a kid. <laughs> uh, Before just, the kid comes out. Just bring the kid with you. Um, however you want to make that work. We don't care. Uh, Roger. Yeah. You want to tell us about the Marvel book? Thank you, Larry. Bye, Larry. Bye. That was weird. Um, yeah, okay. So this week for the Marvel uh, book, we reviewed Avengers number one by Jason Aaron. Um, art by Ed McGinnis. McGinnis. uh, We... It kind of does double time, going back in time to a million B.C. um, with uh, Avengers 1 million B.C. um, and current time with uh, them dealing with the counterpart dead crazy celestial and and what that is i i wasn't too inspired reading this no art yeah. was good though i really art was really I enjoyed good it. <laughs> not really enjoyed it i i enjoyed it i don't care about the why does jay why does why does jason aaron's thor in this book seem completely different than the thor he's written I, for yeah five years for yeah for all this time <laughs> Yeah, sure. is it he's, a car- he's a cartoon. No, no, it, it definitely does feel different. There's like a different dynamic. Uh, his, albeit well, we didn't get too you. much from Thor. We didn't get like that much dialogue from him, really. Really? Yeah, I mean, we got like what? Really, five, all the four? Mead stuff. I can I can tell you exactly what it Isn't was. Ragnarok oh. came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like I, don't, I got that vibe too. I don't yeah. care about yeah. the one billion, one million BC Avengers because. You know, like I didn't care about it in metal when they were doing that. Where it's just like, why, why even do this? Like, why, why do we need to see what happened a million years ago with Odin and things like that? Now, the, so I didn't care for the first half of the book when the Celestials started fl- fl- falling. Uh, you mean Evangelion sorry. when that started happening? I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right? That's exactly it's what like it reminded me of. I've never seen it, so I, so it's new to you. It's new so, to me. Yeah, exactly. Look, I, I love and I, the I think idea that's why I like celestials and stuff. But there's a point in this book where it's raining dead celestials dun, dun, on they, Earth. They don't know on yeah on Earth. They're like just wrecking everything. Yeah, is the, um, that's and that's this what and, the third major invasion in two years. Yeah, and I. It does nothing for me. Yeah, I was you know, there. and then they have they have this new group of, I mean, you have like the Grim Reaper Celestial and some other like evil Celestial Spirit showing up, yeah. and I don't, I, I'm, I, I have no idea where they're going with this. When uh, when the Marvel Legacy book came out and they kind of teased that story, I, I could have cared. I'm with you, Johnny. I could have cared less about the one million BC right. Avengers. It did nothing for me. I don't. I, I just think it's, you know, it's kind of ha ha. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, no, it wouldn't. Just don't do it. Um, and it's it's not doing anything for me now. And now I'm even. I, I wanted to know more about this celestial, but now I'm worried. I'm like I don't. This looks like a hot mess. I was the other way around with it. I like the one yeah. million BC ones. Really? And then, and then the second, the second part of it was just. Oh man. You know, more. Yeah. I like I like the I you know the idea of seeing the Iron Fist. The only thing that the I liked about One Million Years. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Agamotto and Spirit of Vengeance and. I really like the Flaming Mammoth having. Yeah, I mean that's that's metal. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I really like uh, the band name right there. Yeah. The Flaming amount, uh, seriously, that is a great. Band the amount name. of <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that See, man, guys, I missed my call. You guys are just skipping over well, all these bits. Well, real quick, you said Roger. Uh, there was a scene where it was raining celestials, and in my head, I thought other mm. correct answers for that. That's an album would name. Be blood and or men. <laughs> <laughs> no, Flaming Mammoths. Is it raining celestials album? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> raining blood. Yeah, but it just sounds like it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I like the latter uh, part. Like I said, um, <clears throat> I didn't love the art really that much. Uh, Ed McGinnis uh, drew their heads too squarish, oh, too boxy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad that Captain America has his stupid wings back. I love those wings. Who did the colors? Um. David Curiel. Really? He's pretty good. Yeah, but you know, it's it's it seems like it, it'll be a fine Avengers book. Um I mean if Shouldn't it be a great Avengers right. book? Right. Yeah, I think I think we do deserve like a, a great Avengers book. But you know, we don't know what's happening really. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna I, I wanted to read this story arc with the Celestials. I will follow through mm-hmm. with it and hope that they they have a great story to tell. Um, I'm just it's gonna it's gonna take. I do a like lot the lineup. This issue to convince me. Yeah, no, I get that. I one thing that just stands out to me so much is that despite the fact that this is you know completely different artist, this is so so identifiably Jack Kirby. Seeing the Celestials, like just the look and of it, e- uh, even the colors. Yeah, the tone, like. All of it, it's so iconic. You know, just seeing the hand coming down, like, with all the... Even though it's, like, a still image, it's still, like, dynamic. Yeah, it's... No, I get that. It's awesome. Yeah. I I, I like that part of it. It's just, you know, his squarish heads. 
No, no, I'm I'm not defending that <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> by any means. Yeah, but no, it's like I don't know. Like the best that I can give it is a three and a half. I enjoyed it. Oh. I would probably pick up another issue. Well, w- the other thing was yeah. I've like one of the main things that I've been reading consistently for Mar- Marvel stuff is Jason Aaron's Thor. Yep. When the heck did he get the gold arm? In Thor number one, which comes out next month. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I, should we have read the last issue of Spider Man instead? Spider Man, sorry. If you no, had done no, that, that would have been a perfect lineup for all this stuff. I, I, I think I that didn't issue. come out this week. Yeah. I saw people tweeting about it. I saw no. Mendes tweeting about it. No, I don't think. Wait, oh, you're talking about Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Oh, oh. Spider-Man, oh, not oh. Amazing Spider-Man. 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 Glenn Spider-Man. Spooderman. <laughs> but yeah, that was ben, that was Bendis' last issue at Marvel too. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give it a three. I mean, there's nothing memorable. Yeah, three. It's about all I can. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was worried about Ben. I mean, about uh, Jason Aaron doing a team book. And I'm still worried about Aaron <laughs> doing a team book. Well, he did. He does Star Wars. He did Star Wars successfully. Yeah, he did Star Wars. I'm not. I. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I would consider Star Wars a team book. Multiple characters, like, a gr- like, oh, like there's a group multiple, dynamic. There's multiple characters in every. Yeah, but I mean, book. well, just the first arc specifically in Star Wars was the five. So, what, what did you give a rating, Roger? Two and a half. Okay, right on. Well, did you give a rating? Yeah. Yeah, three. Oh, three, three, I good. checked out. Okay, so we can move <laughs> on. To the next one. Yeah, I was left kind of uninspired. Anyway, let's go to yes, yes, yes. Freaking. Did you read this? No. Death. I'm waiting for the trade, bro. Or glory. I want to Johnny. read for the trade. Right. Death or glory. <laughs> <laughs> Death of Glory, number one, by Rick Remender, art by Ben Gall. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Um, no, that's not <laughs> it. um, It's the story of a girl named uh, Glory. There, <laughs> <laughs> the story of a girl named Glory who has a uh, relative. Um, Family Red friend, relative. Right. We're not quite sure. Father figure. Right. Yeah. Who has cancer, and she decides to take um, not his treatment, but like his financial status into her own hands by um, pulling a heist. That's the bitch. Modern day western by Rick Remender and Bengal. Is it a western? It's a western, dude. Really? Yeah. That's weird. I liked it. Uh, yeah, definitely, especially from Bengal, it's what, very cinematic. What I've noticed about Remender's books, and granted, I've only read like the first trade of every one of his books, like, uh, you know, um, what's Black Science, Low, uh, Deadly Class, things like that. Most of the times, I feel like I don't like his work because he writes uh, characters that are supposed to be unlikable. And yeah. right, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just not into that. This character is likable. I'm like, okay, this is good. It's this I I like this. It's a miniseries. Yeah. Oh great. Well, okay. Um, but I like <laughs> this. Um, I actually added it to my pull list because it was very interesting. And the Bengal art is to die for. The expressions that he uh, gives to Glory when she messes up is just uh, it's like cartoony, comical, but it's perfect. Like that is the exact expression. 
yeah. yeah. The, the eyes. It, it's just, it's it's fun. Yeah. And I don't really get that from Rick Remender's books. So many, one of the things uh, that uh, you left out is that Glory is a gearhead. Right. She's a mechanic. Oh, yes. Car nut. Car you know, and we're talking the car she's working on, and and credit Ben Gall for like this oh, double split. It's double so good. Yeah. Uh, when she's in the garage, it's a '69 Camaro. Is it a Chevelle or Camaro? Camaro SS. Yeah, that's gonna be the car that she pulls the heist in. Nice. And uh, yeah, it, it's such a great spread. Um, yeah. So it's it's muscle cars and guns and and drugs and. Dirty it's also, money. It's also very thematically rich. Yeah. I feel. The colors are good, too. Yeah. So, um, oh, man. The the panel layout in this book is also really unique. Yeah. Like if you look at how – and I think that contributes to what you're saying about it being cinematic because it's almost like wide angle, tight angle, you know, as if it was, like, moving through, like, a screen as yeah. opposed to, like, reading a book. Yeah, and this one is very much a page turn. Like yeah. just to turning the page to actually see you know the the big reveal. There's like two or three moments like that. Bengal's <laughs> art is sometimes anime ish, manga ish. Yes. Is that bad? Yeah. No, it's good. Oh. I like it a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. No, the art's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this book. I'm gonna give it uh, another issue and see if I stick with it after that. But so far, I've really enjoyed. Um, that's Death a glory first, one. man. Right. The, the only <laughs> thing that caught me off guard with this book was that opening sequence right. in the diner. I didn't particularly with like that. Thre- I was like, wait, what is what is this? What is this? Is not what I signed up for, you know? Yeah. Um, it, my minor spoilers. Uh, but you know this these these guys are in a they're they're working in a fast food restaurant guy comes in and he wants Burger like boss. 127 cheeseburgers 123 123 <laughs> <laughs> three minutes before close larry's gone i have to get and, on the facts <laughs> and this is and, and this is what this is what i just didn't understand they were like dude it's like three minutes to close we're not going to do that if you want a couple burgers we'll be happy to do that and he's like He's like, no, I want 123. You have a civic responsibility to serve me like, 123 no, they cheeseburgers. <laughs> and and I'm like, I, I I was like, what is this story? Yeah. And then he whips out, the you know, the Niger freeze King. ray. Yeah. yeah. That was you know very was, much uh, no country for old men. Yeah. Uh, Anton Chigurh. It's okay. the yeah. It very. It reminds me of that. They're yeah. setting up like legitimately. I, I don't use that as a point. It works as a point. It's awesome. Um, it's it's a legitimate cold open because we're getting like the setup for something that's going to come down later because he's clearly yeah. the villain. And like you said, I totally got the uh, the no country Ant- for yeah, yeah, Anton Chigurh. Oh, no, and it's and it's really because like I was like I was saying there, especially the Einstein quote. That's a really specific. That's his theory of happiness one, and they, for those of you who don't know, Einstein went to Japan one time and he didn't have any money to tip a bellhop who was delivering stuff to him. So he wrote out his theory of happiness. So instead of actually giving him money, he gave him this theory of happiness. And there's throughout this, there's these ideas of the lower class being stepped on sort of thing and i think that there's going to be a lot more of that throughout the rest of the book and that's well and that comes through on the very last page too i mean you have it's like oh well what is what is this now you know um what did glory you know what did she kind of step into 
you know these people that need help and 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 how is what how is that gonna play a role in the story um i don't know i yeah i i i I need I need this story in its entirety. Yeah, I think, like you said, the the cold open will make much more sense. Yeah, because I looked at that as the opening credit sequence, setting up our villain, and then we went because if you notice, right, literally, we go right to the hero. No, but you but you have but you have there's another villain in there because the money that there's there, the guy that they're basically robbing is the Korean. What do they call him? Uh, Korean Joe, Korean Joe. Yeah, and, and those the Dutch, guy in the beginning Dutch is not Lunatics. Korean Joe. So you yeah. have, you know, you well, if he's not, if he's there. not a I villain, he's going to be like a, a major player in some way. Yeah, but he, but he like lost his arm. Yeah, he lost or he lost a lot of himself. Yeah, but did you see that dead eye look that he has? Like he's the only one that kind of has that blank stare throughout the whole yeah. book. Yeah. Like I don't know. There's something with that dude that's clearly off, and it's off on purpose yeah. for yeah. the, the yeah. just the as long as it's like not supernatural. Then I think I'm I'm good. Yeah, you know I think I'll be in. Like yeah, you were mentioning um, since you guys were talking about the first few pages. That's what I know Remender to be. Like these characters that are unlikable and 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 the first few pages I was like, oh this this isn't gonna be the book for me. Once we got out of that, then I started to enjoy it because right. you know there, he he writes these characters like the worst possible way like there's just that's not all true uh no 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 i'm talking about like they're scumbags or at least this guy is that he's they're supposed to be though yeah Yeah, i know no he's he's saying that's but that's uh, how that's what he presents to you as a reader right and i particularly don't like the worst of humanity right and i thought this story was gonna be about these guys so that's why i didn't uh like you know the beginning until we got rid of them and it's you know got better uh also this dude with the little baby hair like him saying, this is an undeserved community and jobs are scarce. Like what? Underserved. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's going back. I think that he's, he's trying to set up that, that thing, you know, the themes. Yeah. But, but nobody this hayseed, yeah, this hayseed yeah. is yeah. not going <laughs> to, those nobody words are not like going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> no. I think that to me, that was just humorous because of yeah, the look of that exactly. character. Like this here is an underserved community. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You gotta, read it. you gotta read it in your best accent. <laughs> like if you if you put maybe. a spin on it, it becomes yeah, funny. Maybe. You know? Maybe. So I yeah. don't know. There especially, was not- especially okay. to be a jerk. Yeah. Like. I'm definitely a, a more interested in the glory character. Like if you guys took out those beginning pages, I think this book would rate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if you guys took out the like the beginning pages, I think this would be a five to me. But uh, this book well, is I a five. Th- I do think that the uh, the beginning pages will. No, I get it. It's make just more sense we later. Have a full story, yeah. Yeah. But I, and, and look, hey, Remender's basically using Brian Vaughn, the Brian Vaughn school of comic book writing, mm-hmm. because he starts off with something that is like what the heck just happened yeah right. he throws you off balance with mr freeze you know <laughs> yeah. in in eden oklahoma or wherever they are um but yeah no i mean it's it it's a great book it's um it's a four for me the art is just stunning I, 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 man, that's I my favorite part art. of the book 
this guy he's he's so good yeah, yeah, it's a it's a four for me as well. But uh, I know, but I know this is going to be a typical remainder book for me because every remainder number one issue that I read, I'm bird. like, I don't know. And then you read the trade. I don't know. Uh, and then I read the trade. And it's like, Mah, it's a five. That's yeah. literally you know what he's tweeted before. He's like, I people don't have the patience anymore for slow burns, and most of the time, the best part of the story is when you're 30 issues in. So yeah, give it a yeah. chance. Yeah, I, but like, and I totally, yeah, totally you know, get that. Yeah, yeah I, I get that, but I just don't. You know, I don't want to. You're going to be Johnny about it? <laughs> right. Like, I read all of his first trades, you know, and none of them has stuck well, with me. Well, you're not me. hooked. Right. Um, so, like, I don't want to read, oh, it doesn't get better until, like, the 40th issue. Like, all no, look, man, okay. forget that. What are you talking Flat about? Flat out, this issue's a five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I, I five, give this five, one a five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I read it. I've read everything else he's done. It's it's a solid it's a solid read from it. It's completely the thing I like about the thing that I like about Remender is he can flex such different muscles oh. with each of his worlds. Yeah, like this is completely different from Low, from Deadly Class, Black from Science. Tokyo Black Truth. Silence. Tokyo Ghost. Dude's got range as a writer. I mean, I mean he's, he's, it, he's got dude's range. If, got range. If yeah. You, yeah, if you <laughs> look at his library of stories that he's done, he just. I don't think there's a genre that he can't hit. Like, modern-day heist western? Yeah. Where is that out of, like, you know, uh, his sci-fi fantasy scape with yep. friggin', uh, what's it called right now? Um, uh, Seven, Seven to, to Eternity. Eternity. Seven to Eternity, but to, which I got hooked on right away. <laughs> this one, like, or I was like, oh, my gosh! Like, the military uh, undercover Venom stuff, you know? It's like, yeah. it's completely, like, it's just like, he, he can do anything. He's got, he's got a range. So, um, I, I'm always surprised that, you know... Like, I'm not turned off by something of his. So, so good. Uh, yeah, th- this would definitely be. I, I'd give this one a five too, but I, I'm probably gonna wait for the trade. Yeah. Just to be able to sit down and read it all in one. Hey, I added it to my pull thing. list, and that's I, like the fir- a first for Remender's books. I probably should just wait for the trade because Lord knows I don't have any time to read the majority <laughs> of my pulls at this point. Can but I, I added like, it. He gets to work with the best artists that aren't exclusive. Like seriously, like, all of his money. series are like. And I'm glad he does some of the best artists and talent out there. Like, it's yep. crazy. Who's so. the artist on um, Seven to Eternity? Jerome Opinion. Opinion. Man, so good, so good. He's got a history with Opinion though. Yeah. He's done a lot with Opinion. Sweet. All right, so for our DC book, excuse me, uh, we have DC Nation number zero because apparently DC Nation is going to be kind of more of a magazine, Roger. Like preview type digest thing is that what dc nation I'm, is going to be i'm not really sure what this is going to be i mean dc has their own previews now coming out but okay wait i actually they're think, doing more think of that, these no, i think that this is a <laughs> yeah. one shot that just sets up three stories but there is a number one coming out is yeah, there? it says yeah. number one what dc nation free issue one maybe it's just like the that's what it's going to be every month like little previews to the cup coming stories okay. yeah because number Cause one is says Bendis and snyder the two comic titans face off in their first oh this is night. weird it's i guess it's a magazine then okay all right so anyway dc nation number zero uh we've got three stories that are being set up in three different books we've got the setup for excuse me oh those are just the ones that were Oh, the writers and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, I, I got King the page Bender's here. Sorry, I thought oh, you were showing me something mind. else. Um, so we have uh, we have a Tom King Joker story yes. for, that's going to be going on in uh, Batman. 
uh, and Clay Mann is the artist on that, which, oh my God, mm-hmm. you've never seen a creepier Joker. Dude, that panel is nuts. Yeah. It's, yeah, um, nightmare. I love freaking Clay Mann. He is underrated. Uh, we have Superman uh, by Brian Michael Bendis and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Yep, old school. He has four names. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's that hyphen, dude. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> do you have a hyphen, Johnny? Uh, I do, actually. Yeah? yeah? It's Morales Duran. Yeah. Nice. I noticed that most <laughs> my Hispanic friends take like to just their, take one <laughs> right out of the two. I, I'm just I just go by Morales, but uh, like legally I'm Morales Duran from my dad and my mom. I guess we that's, take both. That's cool. Do you have you have siblings, right? Yeah. So it would be Duran Duran. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Johnny just cringed so hard. That was bad. <laughs> Was I am the pungent master. Um, oh, anyway, man. and then we have. I'm sorry. I can't. Was I, worth it. I've been up since 3 a.m., guys. It's yeah, <laughs> not okay. going to get any better. It's just going to go downhill from here. Uh, and then I have uh, Justice. Uh, we have a Justice League story by Scott Snyder, James Tynan the Fourth, and Joshua Williamson, along with Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro. Oh no, wait. Does Jorge just do the whole thing? Yeah, Alejandro does yeah. the colors. That's right. Okay. That uh, great. Setting up the uh, Justice League No Justice miniseries I'm coming stoked. out next week. Oh, I am super stoked. Hmm. Is it coming out stuff. next week? It's next week. Oh, okay. That's, that's so weekly too, right? Weekly. Four issues, but. Four issues, yeah. So before we get any further, I'm just yep. going to go ahead and say that the Tom King Batman story, Dude. I give a 10 out of 5. <laughs> it's Whoa. so. 5 out of 5 is 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and let's talk about this because this is largely a Joker story. Joker waiting for the invitation. Yeah, w- for, for the wedding of Batman and Catwoman. For in he he, he in has his, a do, does a home invasion, uh, and he, he just random strangers a random person's house, and he's talking about that he's waiting for an invitation that's supposed to arrive, and there's a particularly one panel. Uh, or I guess it too to make it really good. Well, read and, the whole page because it's yeah. it, the, the the setup is really good. Uh, so, but the whole time they're just waiting for the mail to show up. So they're just having this conversation. And hey, Roger, did you hear the one about the letter that didn't have the stamp? N- no, yeah, you, you wouldn't get it. it. And then, <laughs> and yeah. then this horrific image of the Joker but that th- he's like, like so proud it. of himself yes <laughs> like, <we're so> proud <laughs> of it's oh my god it's so good <laughs> yeah it's every, everything that you love to hear about the Joker see about the Joker all into what is this eight pages now do we know if this is tying in at all back to Jeff Johns's three Joker thing are we doing that I think so? they dropped that because yeah. we haven't heard anything. Oh, okay. Just ask. Well, and then they, they've had different... I mean, they've had... Well, I guess Metal wasn't really a, a reboot, I guess. No. No, that wasn't... No, not really. Well, yeah, Batman so. sat on the chair. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, dude, it's been like, what, two years? <laughs> yeah, a year and a half, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be glad if they just kind of drop it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but because this, like, we only unless need it's it. an awesome story, right? Unless they're just it, waiting, right? Um, because like this, 
Joker is good. awesome. Uh, I love that. Um, what's his? What is his name? Roger. Ooh, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> uh, uh, he gets the Joker's gun and shoots him, but only a bang flag comes yeah. out. But then later in the by the end of it, he uh, Joker uses the same gun and kills him. Yeah, like maybe it's fingerprint. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, I would yeah. I would just assume. I mean, see, and that's what I always think is like I would just assume that he would that the Joker assumed that he was going to take the gun. Yeah, and had that planned out, and then had the next chamber loaded up with you know real ammunition. Because I mean, um, that happened in like the Killing Joke with the gun that he used to yeah. shoot uh, Barbara uh, when he brought it out to shoot Batman. Only a bang flag came yeah, out exactly which is like maybe like every other shot is you know <laughs> I, who knows and, and that's bullets. and there's no yeah you know there doesn't have to be any consistency because right. he's the joker he's chaos personified he's he's crazy i love this story the the art's great Clayman is a beast yep yeah so Next the story. second story out of that because i don't want to really spoil too much out of this yeah um because there's a couple of things that happen in this that you're like whoa worth yeah. Reading. <laughs> yeah it's worth reading um, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm really interested to hear about the Bendis one here, but from you guys, cause I, I was, I, thought I was, was against, I was against it as soon as I heard that he was doing Superman. Yeah. It I, just doesn't fit. It didn't fit. I didn't get it. It still but doesn't then for me. After reading this and I don't think it fits, but I, it's going to sell. So that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> but the focus, the focus on Clark Kent as the reporter if they did something, if he did something like noir style, which as, he's good at, yeah, which is what he—that's what he excels at. I would, I would jump on that in a heartbeat. And so there's no way I'm not reading Superman. Yeah, <laughs> and action, and action. So I'm gonna be on for you know a while to see how this goes. And once again, I want it to be good. It's not like I yeah. want it to be bad, but I've le- I felt kind of underwhelmed with this particular story. Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't think there was a whole heck of a lot. Like, if if you're gonna try to hook me, you better give me something beyond this, because not a whole lot happens in this. I was there's really maybe two panels. Yeah, by it. Yeah. So I mean. And that's that's what's um, so frustrating yeah, this about one, him. This one was okay to me. Um, I do like the the dialogue between Perry White and Clark. Like Bendis knows how to you know write dialogue. I yeah. felt the opposite about really? that actually. Yeah. Ooh, how about those sexy sexy words, Clark? What <laughs> oh, in there what were, universe does Perry talk yeah. like that? Yeah, I I felt like that was a that wasn't a natural kind of conversation that I've heard Perry White, you know, say in, in a lot of the good books. I just, look, I'm still coming off of the Pat Gleason, Peter Tomasi run in Superman. Still coming off of the Dan Jurgens run from Action Since Rebirth. And those two were just hitting me in all the feels of Superman. I don't think that will be topped, <clears throat> that combo, right? I mean, well, who knows? I don't know. Uh, somebody else has got to have good stories to tell, too. I just... It's just so different from what we've had for the last two years that it's almost jarring. And shit, but yeah. it's not even it's it's underwhelmingly jarring. But also that we haven't you haven't read it a f- full issue. Yeah, from granted, it, you know? I'm what eighteen pages or yeah. whatever. I mean, not even a full combined comic. in two different books. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, for me at least. I'm still. I I don't know if anybody else read 
his last most recent Jessica Jones run. I skipped. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like, and especially because he, I mean, towards the end, he's literally just twenty one talking about. Well, he, he in the in the whole Jessica Jones one, he's literally just starting to talk about his whole problems with leaving Marvel and and going to DC, and he's using that as you know using the Jessica Jones and Purple Man, and it he's he ha, he's a very talented writer when he when is on. inspired, yeah, <laughs> and it's super disappointing to see him do something as big as this that is not feel as inspired as that falls flat doesn't hit i, I do notes. like the yeah. introduction of this weird character miss good I, we don't know anything about her yeah that i mean that's the whole that the la, i would say the last three panels are the 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 most interesting yeah, the thing. build the whole build up is up to those last three panels right. and it's this, not this story like uh, it, it kind of feels like an old school story with the jose uh luis garcia lopez art because, uh, I mean, he's been around for, like, decades, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's, and that is one thing that Bendis is really good at, is bringing in, old, I feel like, integrating older lore into, you know, these moderns. The yeah, past, exactly. Yeah. Like, he has, he, you could tell that Bendis has an appreciation of older... Uh, but is he executing it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, I, didn't, just, I, didn't, I didn't like the art that much. Let's just move on to, like, my favorite part out of this book. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah. I just okay. Well, um, like I want to know, like because um, to me, I I didn't get much from this because I guess I don't understand like what's going on. I want to know like what you, what like the what it what this is what this means. Yeah, I I was I was a little bit the same way. I I love the art and I loved seeing the weird team up. I love that the Titans are just integrated with everybody. Yeah, the art's great. It's we just the so talked about this. <laughs> The art's great, um, but uh, yeah, I just but don't I don't know what's going on. Right, I don't know the end game. Well, it's, that's is why this we read part the story, of Johnny? Right. Well, I meant like this is the tease. I don't want to say it like this, but like, what's the point? So, is this part of what Snyder was leading into with the metal? Yeah, the because whole... at the end of Metal, the Source Wall gets destroyed. And yeah. For the explanation that they had, they found out that they were a fishbowl that just got poured into the ocean. So oh no! Something out oh, there. Oh, okay. That, and Brainiac, it scares Brainiac. Yeah. To the point of like, we need to team up and stop what's coming. That. And so that's why the teams are so wonky. And that and. So this is what we're what's coming then the celestials. Celestials. <laughs> yeah, uh, they gave them names, but I guess if you want to say like celestials or they're, you know, no, dude, they're bigger they than like celestials. celestials. <laughs> but I, no, it's they look rad. I they look pretty cool. I really dug this one. They look like they Power call. Rangers villains. They look like yeah. <laughs> Power Rangers celestials. Yeah, yeah. they're all color coded. Zed celestials. <laughs> oh, but they're color coded. <laughs> 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 Okay, so I, I just dug the heck of how to, how, like, I just loved how big and bombastic this feels mm -hmm. and with how crazy the teams are. So this is just me. But one of the, the thing that sold me on this, like, right away was, uh, there's a, there's a, I'll just read a cup, a little bit of this. Yeah, uh, Superman, team entropy, team entropy is nearing the cell block. What's the status of team mystery? And it goes to Superman. Well, 
I'm about to throw a despotic <laughs> starfish into a giant floating brain. I know. And then Star was like, faster, fool. And he goes, so I guess we're doing swell. And I was like, I don't care. I'm on board. Anytime, Superman's launching Starro into a floating brain. Anytime we get some Starro action, I'm down. I'm glad, Do I'm glad you explained this book uh, a little bit to me because now I'm like, now that I know exactly where this is coming from and, and kind of what's going on, I am... Uh, I am enjoying it more. And I love, I I don't know if we've ever had Starro, like I said, written, but since Snyder gave him the tone that he gave him in metal, I am all about it. Yeah, he's having too. so much fun yeah. too. He's yeah. like, ah, like, ah, as he's getting launched, I'm like, where is this coming from? World conquering psychic starfish. Uh, why they have the color-coded teams? Brainiac. Uh, are you talking about the team names? No, the like, why codes? is everyone wearing like jewels of that color? That's yeah. like a Brainiac thing. If you look on Brainiac, he's always got those things. Right. He so gave he gave him, like, I'm assuming it's stuff. it's armor that they got from Brainiac. Okay. Gotcha. The only thing that, I don't know, I would have liked better names. Um, they're I, cool, but I, maybe they're a little too long or, you know. What, Entropy, Mystery, Wisdom, and Wonder? Yeah, it seems like, well, Obtuse. granted, it's comics. It's always going to be silly, but it seems a little <laughs> silly, you know? I the the only thing that really threw me off about this is we're coming off the heels of metal and then simultaneously uh doomsday clock is a year past it and then now we've got this other I no mean justice. which which right. which universal galactic ending event is really the right. The thing that put me off on, on this book is the one. like the summer of events starts now. I'm like, oh, I don't want events. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, it's yeah, it, not that think... there's anything wrong. That not that there's anything particularly wrong with what is happening in here. It's just another event right off the heels and in the middle of another event. That's I don't think they're gonna be events really because this launches no justice. Uh, in itself, I think is the event, and it's four issues, mm -hmm. and that and the, and it's weekly. It's not four months, just four that's, issues. See, boom, the, boom, that's boom. perfect. Then, yeah. and what it does is it sets up the new line Justice of Justice League, League books. And so books. far, they've only not, they've they've just got Justice League, mm -hmm. um, which is Snyder and uh, Jorge Jimenez and um, the guy from Marvel. What was it? The, uh, Chung. Oh, Chung. Chung. They yeah. got Chung. James They're going to alternate doing Fox. art. Yeah. They've got Justice League Odyssey, which is the strangest team up <laughs> that I've too. seen, and it's and it's freaking Stefan Sajic or Steven Sajic on art, which is gonna be amazing. And then they have Justice League Dark coming back oh, yeah. with, with Wonder Woman with Wonder Woman on the team. Dope. It's Wonder Woman. Who's writing that? The uh, James Tynan. That's, that's oh, okay. Tynan, yeah. um, count me Hamilton. count me intrigued. Williams. Yeah, <laughs> the team for it is amazing because it's Wonder Woman, Swamp Thing, Constantine, Detective Chimp. Uh, yes. Excuse me. Yes. yes. Shout out to I, I Detective Chin. I love. Okay, I'm interested now. I don't know who character. that is, but I'm interested. He was in Metal. Oh right, he yeah. He was one of the one of the bats. Batman. No, he was. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, for those of you eagle-eyed Teen Titan Go fans, he's he shows up in the trailer Yo, for the new movie. Did you see that the new trailer? Hilarious. Yes, that new trailer I, looks amazing. I'm, I get I get into arguments with my students about this. Teen Titans Go. It's not for over, them. I it's so I love Teen Titans Go. It's so good. It's well, so the, awesome. From the original. Yeah, well, that's I I get into arguments with my students about this, and I have to pull the teacher <laughs> card. <laughs> so. 
But yeah, so I I was thoroughly sold on for me like I like I said I was the metal super fan when yeah, it was me coming too. out. Um, I love the fact that they were just going big and go, you know, just going for it, like turning it to 11. Yeah. And I feel like Snyder's still kind of riding that wave, but he's going to do so now with like the justice league, like proper, even, even still, this is, this is still a better example of how to do that than what we just read in Avengers. I way more interested. I mean, DC knows how to do it. Better, I mean, at I least mean, right now they've I'm got a better pool of talent. interested in both of them <laughs> look, it's not raining celestials it's only four well obviously the team in this no justice mer- miniseries is huge do we know what yeah. the, the number one for the series team is going to be uh, it's going to be the classic lineup with a couple of extra but it's John Stewart not Hal right John Stewart the, one of the story acts they're going to focus on is John Stewart getting a different ring Right, and it turns oh, into yeah, a, the, a special the, lantern. The ultraviolet. Right? He's yeah. the best green lantern. But Hal's not on this team, right? I think it's still uh, Jessica and um, Simon. Simon, mm, okay. if I'm not mistaken, Hal has got his hands full with everything else. Yeah, he's been taking out Zod. And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that book is so it's freaking good. Um, um, so yeah, I'm intrigued with this. I look, <coughs> it, it says no justice prelude. It hit all the right notes for me. What um, was your favorite story? No out of justice. this, yeah. No justice. Oh, okay. Um, for sure, no justice. Uh, I, I want, I want, I want, I want Bendis to be good on Superman. I, I want it to be good. I don't want to be sitting there like grabbing and crinkling my book as I'm reading <laughs> Superman. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, like I said, <laughs> wait for the number one. You know? Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a full proper story arc before I really like start, you know, going into it. But I mean, the Tom King Joker story, if that's your thing. Dude, like Blake, that's dude. It's so good. Blake, it's give me, so good. Tell me, tell me how the Tom King Joker story made you feel, real quick. Uh, I peed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you pee because the story? Or you just peed. <laughs> uh, I'm say this. Yeah, did you actually finish it? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Uh, I like the experience the best of the Joker story, but I, uh, you know, no justice. I, I'm in it. I'm in it. I sent him the dialogue after I had done the, the preview of that Superman, Batman thing. Like, I'm chucking yeah. a giant star. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm in. Yeah. Like, I'm so in. And he's like, oh, you read it already? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, for me, I can't get over the Joker one. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, dude, it, that, that's I think that's king at his finest. Like, yeah. He's doing stuff like he's, that. Yeah, he's just, some, he's, I mean. It's, he's, he's making me want to pick up the, the trades, but, like, skip. I am Gotham and First I am Suicide. <laughs> so, Roger, what do you think? Um, I liked it. I think my favorite was probably the Batman. A close second was No Justice. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good. Still I'd give it Batman. on the whole four stars. Nice, Johnny. What would you rate this issue? Four. I really enjoyed the stories, and now uh, listening to your explanation, I enjoyed the No Justice one even more. Nice. Uh, four, four point five. Yeah, if that if the Superman one had been better, I would. Oh, that's definitely true. Do five. I keep forgetting that, that was, that's yeah. in there. <laughs> that was a drag. Damn yeah, it. that was that was the only. That's the one that's that I the give, only like, thing that's holding me back. I from think, a, a you know what? Five. I'm still gonna give it a five because <laughs> no. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> well, biased? you know what? I guess because I gave it, ten, I gave the Batman one a ten yeah, out of five. So out, yeah, so it is a five. Batman and No Justice were so good that it brought up my feeling. You know, I was going to say, I really think it seems like from what you guys have been saying the past couple of weeks about getting into the Bendis stuff, like 
he's almost falling into like the Tom King syndrome with the first arc. Like, yeah, it, it might take it might take it more take than one arc for him arc to figure out his. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true, and yeah. that's that's valid because I was really frustrated with Tom King on Batman at first right. because there now he's killing it because <laughs> Omega Men yeah. really like wowed me, and I was like, oh, who's this Tom King guy? This is awesome, and then that first story arc for Batman just wasn't working. Yeah, for you me. didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was working for a lot of other people. Right. But um, I I know after Comic Con, sitting through, getting to see, hear how he thought, and like how he approaches a story, and then getting into the other stuff that right. he's been doing since then, I I I'm a Tom King super and fan. It might be a similar thing. Yeah, he it needs might to get his footing. Yeah, you know, it, it'd very much be like that. Yeah. So, and I'm willing to admit that. Like, yeah. dude, if I want Bendis to like hook me right. and wow me, because you want to read your favorite hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're gonna move over to highlights. Uh, Roger, what do we what do we got for Marvel next week that we're gonna do? Don't you have the list? I have the list, but I'm not. I haven't look. looked at it yet. Can I oh. take a look? Teresa gave it to me. Up <laughs> on the I, I guess we're gonna do this the old fashioned way. So we have Despicable Deadpool number three hundred. Yes. How somehow that that's three hundred. Mm. We should Domino do that. Domino number two. Oh yeah, <laughs> we didn't even talk about that with the Marvel book. It's number one slash six ninety one. Are you serious? Look, numbers don't matter. We've already established the this. legacy. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, the thing that bothers me most about that is that they put for the legacy numbering they put LGY <laughs> number six ninety one. It's like if you're gonna drop the vowels, fine, but why do they drop the C too? It's like Luigi six ninety one. My my obsessive compulsive side yeah. is just really on fire looking yeah. at that. Numbers really? don't matter tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, domino number two, hunt for Wolverine, Adamantium Agenda number one of four. Ooh, maybe that one. Yeah. That's the Iron Man Luke Cage, Spider Man, Jessica Jones book. Maybe. Which one? Adamantium Agenda, Tom Taylor. Ooh, Tom Taylor. Heck yeah. yeah. I think you're way too excited over (laughs) it. I like Tom Taylor a lot. I know you do. All new Wolverine's really good. Anyway. Uh, Incredible Hulk, (gasps) 716, Old Man Logan, number 39, Spider-Man, Deadpool, number 32, Star Wars, Darth Vader, number 16, Star Wars, Thrawn, number four of six, Venom, number one. You are Deadpool, number two. Oh, no, Venom, number one, Donny Cates. Mm. It'll be the second time we've reviewed a Venom number one on this show. Yeah. <laughs> In like three I'd, months. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think Adamantium might be better. Uh, I think Adamantium Agenda or uh, we, Venom number one. We could do both. <laughs> or even Domino number two I'd be down we with. We could do all three. <laughs> I say save the double for a really good week. Dude, it's Venom, Do- Donny Cates. <laughs> we could read number two. With, what's the, what's the dude's Ryan name? Ryan Stegman. Ryan Stegman. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do either of those. You got that. You got that venom. you got any more What's of that? Kate's? The big books from DC are Batman, White Knight, Eight of Eight. Oh, oh okay. Mm. Um, we've got oh Justice League No Justice Number One. Oh right, <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that's I'm excited with Man of Steel though, isn't it? Or <laughs> Man of Steel is not next week. I know, but it's going to start soon. And this is yeah. end of May, maybe two weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be May, so we can't do every issue of that. <laughs> had to go there. <laughs> <It's> so- <Yep. laughs> <laughs> All right, so no justice. We're gonna we're gonna definitely review that. Mm-hmm. Woo! Uh, for indie, there is not a lot. Uh, <laughs> Roger, you want to look at this and tell me what we're gonna do? Can I take a look? No. Wait your turn, Johnny. <laughs> we can do a free comic day book. None of the above. 
So we'll just do an additional DC or Marvel. Yeah. Then Sweet. we'll get the two Marvel then. All right. Johnny. Yeah, and we haven't done two Marvel. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. All right. Cool. Monstrous though. Anyway, Nick. I know we just did monstrous. Yeah, we did. Tell us about the book that I wish I would have had time to review. Uh, yes, we have the Five <laughs> Fists of Science, uh, written by Mr. Matt Fraction with illustrations by Stephen Sanders. Uh, it is a take on history. It, it is. It is uh, on the back. It says historical fiction, which is a great. Uh, a great that's a genre yeah, yeah it's a genre it's, so it, it takes you know, you know what, that's real on life the back of uh, manifest destiny as well historical fiction really mm-hmm. yeah oh wow it's also on the back of actual novels like abraham lincoln vampire hunter yes <laughs> so <laughs> is that a movie it was it yes was based it off was of, it was based off the book which is both were fun <laughs> this is this is good. definitely <laughs> yeah no they're terrible but they're great this is this is fun and well written this is i i roger was telling my wife that i would really like this and he was absolutely correct so it basically uh it follows around okay wait real quick uh since i didn't get a chance to read it sure i want you to try to sell me on reading this oh no problem. tonight no so problem you have to get like <laughs> extra involved in this okay do you yeah do you like uh do you like thulu do I like what? Cthulhu? Yeah. Cthulhu? I'm down with Lou. Yeah. Do you like historical figures summoning Cthulhu? Uh, oh, we, oh my gosh. We've I read stories with that <laughs> before. <Yes>. So. <laughs> Do you like hearing Thomas Edison summoning oh, Thulu? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, so it basically, Nikola Tesla is... Nikola uh, Tesla's in this yes, book? Yes. So, so right. Mark, Mark Twain, <laughs> okay. Nikola Tesla... Uh, Bertha Sophia Felicitas uh, Von Suttner, uh, who is the author of, um, oh my gosh, what was that book? I already forgot. Um, Lay Down Your Arms. Uh, John Pierpont, oh my God, I can't talk right now. John Pierpont Morgan, who's uh, created J.P. Morgan Bank, uh, Thomas Edison, and uh, Mr. Marconi, who... Sounds like the Avengers, man. It really, I mean, it really... This, it's so the Avengers he, of Science. Yeah, it's the Avengers of Science. Uh, so Nikola Tesla creates a basically the first mech, where he <laughs> so yeah he 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 makes the first mech, and t- Mark Twain. Uh, everybody's talking about trying to create peace, and Mark Twain's like, I I got it. Nikola Tesla, you've got this this first mech. Let's sell it to everybody. That way, everybody will be scared of each other, and peace will be achieved through that way. That doesn't sound like a good way to have peace. Exactly <laughs> right. So, it's so Mark Twain's kind of playing this like weird, uh, you know, menacing almost sort of character where he's trying to manipulate all these people into doing all this stuff just to get money. Uh, but then in the background, you have uh, J.P. Morgan and Edison who turn out to be followers of the cult of Cthulhu, who are trying to summon the Dark Lord, and uh, they capture a (laughs) Yeti, they uh, capture all these mythical beasts, and then start to, yeah, and then they start to uh, 
set them out on the world. So and it's up to Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla to stop it all. The Dark Lord as in Voldemort or Sauron? <laughs> <laughs> uh, crossing the streams there, man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's... It's, is this a mini series where yes. it's like one and done volume? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Yep. It's uh, it's just. Do they one... die in the end? No. It's no. historical. No. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, they it's have historical. to die sometime. I mean, it, it leaves it a little bit open for like a possibility of doing something later, but, but this, came this out, like, is definitely its own contained uh, experience. And some of the dialogue, I don't know if anybody here has read a lot of Mark Twain, but it's very entertaining. So. Uh, I'll give credit where credit's due for once. Blake just uh, mentioned to me that uh, it sounds like Alan Moore's <coughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like if it was Ratchet's a comedy. Version. If it was a comedy. So th this is the 10th anniversary edition that came out in 2017. So this thing came out 2007. And I will say, The Five Fists of Science sounds pretty freaking great. That's another metal it's, band. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's... It's amazing. Science I is the it. new rock and roll. It's true. That's a pretty, comic series. Pretty heavy. Never. I like <laughs> how Matt, Matt Fraction's website is www.milkfed.us. Is that his <laughs> is, uh, image imprint? Milkfed? Uh, yeah, I think that's like his. Uh, he he and uh, Kelly Sue have been going into like uh, movies and stuff. So that's their yeah. production company. What is what's his imprint on this one? Um, I think that's just regular image. Just image. Just yeah. Under the image banner. Yeah, and there's a really great uh, beginning, like little intro that has uh, so Mark Twain introducing Image Comics. And did you say Roger sold you on this? Or oh sold no, your wife. He, uh, no, my yeah. He said Roger told my wife. My, my wife came and picked up my pole this week, and uh, uh, Roger was telling my wife that I would like this, and he he was not wrong. To say the least, I am now. I would say I'm now a Matt Fraction fan because what? of this one. Yes. You weren't before. <laughs> I didn't really. I honestly haven't read much, but I think the only one I I've only read the first issue of his Hawkeye run. Okay. And then he he also did the Hawkeye Deadpool one too, didn't he? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. He did Fantastic did. Four and FF for a little bit. That was pretty good. No, yeah. I didn't read that one either. But he did Iron Man. No. Odyssey. Okay. Well, yeah. No. Yeah, that w this was my introduction to Matt Fraction, and it sex was. Sex criminals? No. Yo, sex. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, but no, I didn't read his sex criminal stuff. I read Zdarsky. You're not missing. Oh no, much. that's right. That is. That's his, right. Yeah. Zdarsky draws sex yeah. criminals. Yeah. 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 Scratch that. It's really. I love stuff. sex criminals. Yeah, it's that one's really, really good. good. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoy that one. And if. If you, I, I don't know. This one's way broader than this one. You're, you're, you confound me, Johnny. Like, it's really good. Doomsday clock. Mm, terrible. Like, I should backhand you on that statement alone. Like, and repeatedly backhand you on that statement alone. The, uh, calm down, Matt. It's not like it's going to happen. I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It made me laugh multiple times. And Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla being the uh, sort of dynamic duo was very entertaining, to say the least. I think you would really enjoy Manhattan Projects. Sounds like I would. Jonathan what, Hickman. Yeah. Um, uh, Einstein is in it. Uh, uh, Oppenheimer's in it. Uh, like, it's it's a lot of the, the historical figures, too. Yeah. And, like, 
Einstein is kind of the Wolverine of this group. <laughs> like he's just kind of the, the, the dude that goes and like, if I could equate it to a, a character, like if just think about that, uh, what happens to Oppenheimer is just mm, there, terrible. Yeah. There's a story there. There's uh, a story there. Yeah. That's I would reckon that was, it. um, <laughs> we're going to have to review Manhattan project sometime because yeah. If, if, yeah, count me in for them. When, yeah. um, when I read, I think it was issue one of that book, it made me so mad <laughs> what, the, what they did to Oppenheimer because I was like, what Hickman did to Oppenheimer because I was like, this guy's, you know, an icon. You can't do that. You can't do that. I was so mad, but I, but I respected Hickman for touching that nerve. Uh-huh. And I was, I had to read it to see. I was like, there's got to be something. I was like, you know, by like the third issue. And I was like, oh, okay. I see what you're doing. You sold me on that and book. Yeah. Yeah. Because I came uh, in I'm asking down. for other stuff by Jonathan Hickman. I forgot what I had read. And you're like, uh, how do you feel about like World War Two, Like, or, you know, I forgot yeah. how you pitched it. It's another it. alternate reality yeah. with like teleporting ninjas. <laughs> yeah. I would recommend uh, what Jonathan recommended uh, to me a couple of months ago, which is Manifest Destiny. Uh, yeah. Lewis and Clark, but. With monsters, right? Oh my god! The, yeah, that's exactly. That's yeah. I'd probably it, love the Lewis that. and Clark expedition. But as they're discovering America, they're discovering all these monsters hidden within. Oh the, yeah, the, that sounds great. Like, one of my favorite the, things is like comedies where they're they're simultaneously period pieces, but the comedy is very modern in context, and that is very much what uh, what Matt. I think Fraction the first is volume is what like ten dollars, and I think it's called <laughs> Flora and Fauna. Yeah. Um, it's, it's real fun. I'll have to check that one. Yeah, yeah. You you dig it. You would dig it for sure. Art's really great, also. Oh yeah, also. definitely. Yeah, and the art in this one's really really good. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. the only, I guess the only thing that I I my only real criticism of this one was some of the pages are way too dark. Like, is that I an inking yeah. problem? Or? I don't I don't know. I because like I was I was reading this you know when it was getting dark and I had trouble seeing a lot of trouble seeing what was going on and I don't consider myself to have bad looks like the dude over inked on that trying to yeah like some like some of this like you just lose a lot of the detail yeah but other than that dug it all right what would you rate it five out of five nice did anybody else here actually read it. I read. I'm so glad you're here. I started. I I started it. (laughs) I know. It's been a week. (laughs) Uh huh. It has been. Yep. (laughs) It has been. All right. Trivia time, Roger. Ready to go? Blake. Blake. Get over here. Did you write it on your receipt? Nope. No, you didn't. I'm gonna sit right on Jonathan's lap. Oh boy. I know. We're getting nice and comfortable. Oh dear lord. Let me take my phone out. Good. You're really making it weird. What are you talking about? Okay. All right, right here. Just don't look at the answers. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Blake with Trivia Time. You guys ready for the questions? No. No photography, John. Sorry, I wasn't. No, no, no. It. Go ahead. Like, oh, he's like my oh, freaking okay. dummy. Because, you know, it is Blake. Should I get my professional camera you in the car? You weigh a lot more than you look like you do. Are you saying I'm fat? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> cool. I'm getting tooth. filmed. All right. <laughs> All right. First question, guys. Hey, send that to me later. You got it. <laughs> what type of trivia are you doing, Blake? Uh, Avengers. It's all Avengers. And the listener question will be Avengers related. Okay, get to it because you are actually heavy. Here we go. <laughs> Number one, who were the original Avengers? Ant-Man. Captain America. Wasp. Thor. 
Hulk. Thor. Iron Man. Captain America wasn't an original. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was Avengers number four. Iron Man. You guys all pretty Thor. much got it right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which leads into the next question. What issue did they revive Captain America? Captain number four. Yeah, number four. I just said it. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Who said the phrase Avengers Assemble first? Captain America. Iron Man? Iron Man. Thor. It wasn't Captain America? No. You're looking at the page, so you see everything. I'm not actually looking oh, at okay. it. Oh, okay. Because I have no. It w- I thought it was Captain America, but it was not Captain America. I feel America. kind of betrayed. Yeah. N- Nick Fury. No. Okay, you can get off the leg now. Thanks. No. We don't know. It w- um, Matt was right. Uh, well, eventually. It was Thor. What? Yeah. Weird. My second guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the listener question. This is, why did the Avengers originally... Uh, sorry. Why did the Avengers assemble originally? Who was the villain? Could be a guy. Could be a girl. What was he doing? And why did they have Who to was assemble? It could be a guy. Could Loki. Be a girl. It was what Loki. Was yeah, it was Loki. That was just a question, guys. <laughs> what are you doing, Johnny? <laughs> he said it too. No, no, no. Was Johnny. That, was that the listener question? Yeah. I oh, know. Give me I'm a sorry. couple minutes because now I have to think of a new list. <laughs> <laughs> he could edit. How about this? Who did Loki manipulate? Perfect. That caused the Avengers to assemble. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Thank you for If the you know the right answer to that I question. I just got really excited, yeah, you guys. Me too. <laughs> I knew something. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have suggestions how we should punish Johnny, please let us know. <laughs> Nick you, did it too. You literally said he or she in the next part of your question was, what did he do? But I didn't say who it was. <laughs> or, sorry. Good. What oh. did it do? Yeah. Anyway, what was the question again for the listeners? Okay. Who did Loki manipulate <laughs> which caused the Avengers to assemble for the first time? Perfect. Good job, Blake. Thank you, guys. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, if you know the answer to that question uh, or can Google it, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. You could win some, win some really cool books this week. And you can send us um, questions at that same email address for our yes. all email podcast next week send us your questions we're not gonna have an all email podcast next week oh and uh winners from last week i felt uh, like we already did it would this. be a couple weeks, huh? aaron candelari you're getting the trade sir right on congrats aaron and the comics mr james mason Good james eight. mason australia eight. james mason yep. congrats that's gonna be awesome has he won before yeah first time oh okay i was about to say second time winner I think Aaron just won like two weeks ago. He did. <laughs> well, that's Sweet. what happens. Fortune favors the uh, people that send in questions All you have to do is send in the right or answers. answers. Right. That's all you got to do. You have like you a one and eighth right chance, in. really. No, well, two I mean, and eighth chance. The more people that do it, like the high, the lower chance. All right. Did anybody check to see if we had any reviews? I checked. No. No. Okay. At least not that I can see. Okay. You're gonna have to fix that, Johnny. I don't know how to fix iTunes. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Call the ghost of Steve Jobs. Well, it does that on my phone, yeah. too. I can't see it on my phone. Yeah, but like... All right. Anyway. Uh, if you guys like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. If you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash podcast. Get on as little as a dollar, which, like I said in the beginning of the episode, is going to get you the episode early before everybody else. If you get on at the $3 level, not only do you get the episode early, correct? Mm-hmm. You get the bulk drop. Uh, of the episodes of Multiversity University, which we are going to be tagging at the end, a singular episode of Multiversity University with Larry as you hear how great that is to to get schooled. 
by him at the end of this episode for all you cheapskates. He's smart. Uh, and then, yeah, he is. He's and then smart. if you want to keep up with everything Horizon Comics, you can like Horizon Comics on uh, Facebook or you can follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Johnny? Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny 2 x 4 Um we just dropped an episode of We Love You last week. Uh, we're switching to every two weeks now, so we're going to review a young adult novel every two weeks. Uh, this past week was Lemony Snicket's The Bad Beginning. Nick? Uh, you can find me at Horizon Comics. Every, <laughs> nice. every at least once a week. <laughs> nice. Matt? Five five on <coughs> and I'm at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, thank you for listening. May the fourth be with you because that's when we're recording this. And also with you. And yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, remember! Wait, shout out to my wife Vanessa. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta get that. No, in there. do it, do <laughs> it. I love you, Vanessa. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. And tonight we're going to continue talking about 1943, but we're going to focus on one particular character, and that's Batman. Because Batman actually had um, some significant changes to his story in 1943, uh, changes that we, again, today think of as being integral to Batman's story, but actually took a few years to develop and come along. Now, one of the things that happened in 1943 to Batman is that the character of Alfred gets introduced and he gets introduced his first appearance is in batman number 16 now this is an alfred who's very different from the alfred that we think about today for one thing uh this alfred was named beagle not pennyworth so uh, that's one of the things that would end up changing about the character. Um, also, this character wasn't uh, physically like the character we think of as Alfred today. In fact, this character was kind of a chubby guy and did not have a mustache. And he really wasn't even a serious character. He was in the Batman comics as comic relief. Basically, uh, in the early issues where he appeared, he tried to do his own detective work to uh, quote-unquote help out Batman and Robin. Uh, but, of course, what he all often ended up doing was just getting into trouble himself and having to be rescued. So he, in a sense, almost played more of a damsel in distress, really, than being the character we think of today. Now, one of the things that changed all of that was something that didn't even happen in the comics but actually happened on the big screen and that was that in 1943 Batman gets his first movie a movie made by Columbia Pictures and like all of the other superhero movies that we've talked about before this was actually a serial uh, that contained 15 different chapters now you might think this is the second superhero movie. I had previously mentioned The Adventures of Captain Marvel as a previous superhero serial, but Batman was actually the third superhero movie uh, because in 1942, there was a character named Spy Smasher who had a movie made about him. Now, Spy Smasher it was a little bit surprising that they made a movie out of him because he was never really popular enough to even have his own title. Spy Smasher appeared in Wiz Comics. Uh, he was one of the features that appeared in that uh, title along with Captain Marvel. And he was fairly popular, uh, but like I said, never got his own title. So not as popular as a lot of other characters. However, the serial made out of Spy Smasher um, in 1942 by Republic Pictures uh, was very popular, although it didn't seem to increase his sales in the comics. 
And uh, many people even today think that that was one of the better of the superhero serials that were made during the 1940s. But the Batman serial actually introduced a couple of elements that we think of as being a very uh, important part of Batman's story, but didn't come from the comic books. Kind of like we talked about last time, the fact that we think of Kryptonite as being so important in Superman's story, yet it actually came from the radio show. One of the things that came from the serial itself was the Batcave. In the early issues of Batman, prior to that, there was no Batcave. Um, but in the movie, the writers thought that Batman and Robin should have a place that they went to to do what we would today call forensics work. And so they came up with the idea of the Batcave. Now, it just so happened that on the day that they were filming that particular chapter of the serial, that Bob Kane was actually on the set. And when he saw what they were doing with the Batcave, he absolutely loved it. In fact, he liked it so much that he decided that that needed to be a part of the comic books themselves. And so he began making his own sketches for the Batcave that would appear in the comic books based on what was being done in the movie and contacted Bill Finger about that and wanted him to begin writing that into the Batman comics. So this feature that we think of as such an important part of Batman's story actually came from some screenwriters and their idea of what Batman and Robin should be doing when they were doing their detective work. Now, another thing that happened, uh, really not so much to Batman, although it affects his story, is what happened to Alfred. Remember that I had mentioned that Alfred was a chubby little character with no mustache. Well, the character that, or the actor, I should say, who played Alfred in the movie was a British actor named William Austin. And uh, William Austin was rather thin, and he also sported a very carefully manicured mustache, which looked just like the mustache we see Alfred having today. And he insisted that that was the way he was going to play the character. He was not going to put on a fat suit and shave his mustache or anything like that. Well, DC liked the appearance of William Austin as Alfred in the serial so much that they decided that they would make Alfred in the comic books look the same way. One of the things they did, though, which was kind of strange for that time, is that they actually gave a nod to continuity. Now, remember, we'd mentioned that in the Golden Age, continuity, even within a character's own series from one issue to the next wasn't important. But in this case, they actually did create a story in which Alfred took on the appearance that we know him to have today. So in Batman number 83 in 1944, they had a story where Alfred goes to a health spa. And while he is at that health spa, he loses weight, slims down to the uh, body proportions that we see that he has today, and he also grows a mustache. So he comes back to Gotham City looking like the Alfred that we know and love today. It was also around that time that they started calling him Pennyworth. Now, that one, they, they didn't quite uh, stick with the continuity. They sort of ignored the fact that he originally had been called Alfred Beagle and just began using the name Pennyworth. But nonetheless, the fact that they even decided to come up with a story uh, in order to explain the change in his appearance was uh, kind of interesting uh, for that time. And it's uh, really kind of a, a precursor of what's going to happen in the Silver Age, where continuity becomes extremely important. 
So that wraps up most of the important happenings of 1943. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to having you join us as we talk about 1944.